oh, it's the BM show, and don't you know that if you're not watching us and your chick's a hoe, it's the BM show, and don't you know that that joke is like it's not the joke, it's the BM show, and don't you know that bro, it's the BM show, and don't you know one on the Electro. Join the movement. Join, join, the mo- join the movement. And, and with that, we uh, w- my, my uncle's theory that as long as you start and end at the same time, nobody notices. We are really going to be testing that theory right now. <laughs> Wait, we're going to end right now? No, I mean the, when you're doing music. Ah, uh, okay. No matter how. He said, don't worry if you screw up in the middle. As long as you start and end at the same time, most people don't notice. Well, most people don't even listen to the music. So usually they're fast-forwarding part, this part. Well, you know, actually, now you think about it, if you're if you're not watching us and your chick's a hoe, how many views do we get? There must be a lot of hoes out there. Uh, there's maybe one, two. Yeah, so so everyone else is basically <laughs> There you go. That's the that's the news for today. So we got something special. Okay, so if you if, if you're a regular listener and you missed last week and you're wondering how come you don't see that handsome handsome Ben, it's because we are no longer video. Yeah, we we Nintendo went after us. Yes, that's the kayfabe we're going with. Yeah, Nintendo yes. went after. So, but to, but this week we got something exciting, something we've never done before. We okay, we've had these special guests, but we actually have two special guests this time. But we've had them before, so I don't know if they're really special or not. I don't know oh, what you're saying. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we we have with us. This is a special guest. We have former president. George Washington. Mr. President, it's great to have you here. It's a great thing to be here. Let me tell you, when I started this nation, the BM show is exactly what I had in mind. That was the freedom that I wanted to give my after fathers. Your after fathers, exactly. That's And thank you so much, sir. It's a pleasure to have you here on the program. And also here we have um, astronaut... Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, welcome to the program. I guess that's me. <laughs> Hi, it's just Buzz Aldrin here. It would have funny if you just did the same voice. It's, it's, it's one step for, for people and a whole bunch of steps for things with, that are very little. Thank you. Yeah, that's the beauty of not having any cameras on, is you, we could do <laughs> we yeah. can pretend to be whoever we want. <laughs> All right, so now let's get serious here. So we've got today we've got Dr. G is back again, and I think last time I told I said he'll never be on the show again. I lied. I'm sorry. And we also have the Demon Slayer is back by popular demand. Nice, popular demand. Yeah. Everyone loved the Demon Slayer. Right. And when you say everyone, you mean maybe somebody did. I don't know. <laughs> if it's not clear. It's just, it's, it's a theory. I'm sure if his mother heard the episode, she would have thought he did a good job. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> She's incapable of showing anything even remotely resembling uh, approval. So today we're going to analyze the Demon Slayer's multiple list of problems. Yes, it's all about him. It's a special. It's thing. all about the no. So actually, no, before we start, I do need to do something. This is very important. So, and this is going to be directed at the Demon Slayer. But I'm going to need Dr. G's help for this. So 
I don't know if you saw the episode. You probably didn't because we don't even watch our own episodes. We when we had Dr. G on for his list of top five worst games of all time. Here's what I wanted want to do. Demon Slayer. I want you oh. to think of your top your your like worst forty games of all time. Worst and, forty. Worst okay, 40. And I, Dr. G, I want you to tell us your number five least favorite game with that big wind up that you had with it. And because we want to see how the Demon Slayer is going to react to your number five least favorite game. I do want to say okay. that, that Dr. G, I don't know if you if you you probably didn't listen, but the episode right after you were on, Mike went on a rant that for oh most of the show. Yeah, like forty five minutes. <laughs> so he's this is just still more continuation of and by the way, I've listened to two greatest hits uh, countdowns on YouTube since then, and this uh-huh. game was listed on both of them. Okay, well, just let just let the Demon Slayer experience this. Okay, I'll, this I'll, is, I'll try to keep it quick here. This is this is this is Doctor G's number five worst game out of everything, and we're including Barbie's Dream House <laughs> and Barbie's no, no, this is the worst game, the worst game experience I had personally. Yep. Okay. okay. Right. Do it, Doctor so, G. It was an overcast morning. In Los Angeles area. Okay, okay. So I, I was going to go get a game. I asked a guy at a game place, "All right, what's an awesome game I gotta get for my Nintendo?" And he's like, "Dude, you gotta get Gradius." And I'm like, "Sweet, right on, yeah." I get home, I'm like, "Yeah, all right." I just keep dying, 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 dying. I keep going. I'm just trying with it. I'm trying with it. I'm trying with it, and it just did not click. I tried and tried to dig it and get into it and stuff, but nope. It was it was the most disappointing thing, and so ever since then, I watch like check out reviews and stuff like that to see if it's more more for me. Now, not to say it was a bad game for everyone, of course, it's not, but uh, but for me, it was. This is coming from a guy who likes to play Bust a Groove. <laughs> is it so. Bust a Groove? Was that one of the free games with with Xbox? No, it was like PlayStation Rhythm oh. game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what Gradius is like the game that like if, if I have a whole bunch of people over and one's like into role play and one's into I'm I'm talking about role play games just so you know, not like any sort of bondage or, or anything like that. But, <laughs> but another is into action, another is into sport. I'm like, dude, let's just put on Gradius and everyone's fine. But not Doctor G. I don't know if you can say Gradius is that good where you could just put it on and everybody's fine. It's safe. It's a safe game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's right there with Pac Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, or Galaga or something. Everyone, everyone knows it. Everyone's played it. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I'll play it again if I if I if it's in front of me." And you just got to Doctor G. And also, like you know, you can't like put Frogger on because somebody could be like, "Well, I'm part of the WWF, and I don't really think you should have a game where a frog gets run over by a car." See, I thought you were gonna go for like Animal Cruelty. Well, yeah, Animal Cruelty. Well, wild you mean the, the World this. Wildlife Foundation. Foundation? The World Wildlife Foundation, not the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that WWF. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm I'm used to calling it WWE now. Working there helps with that because their logo and name is everywhere. Gotcha. All right, so <laughs> so we're gonna do something a little special here with the. Uh, I, I kind of had this idea and and. Um, we brought it up, I think probably like last show or the show before that about doing under, uh, uh, what's the word? Underrated games. 
Um, but then I was like playing this one game just recently and I'm like, my God, this is atrocious. So the, the topic that we, that, that we have tonight basically is each one of us has taken a system. Um, and we're picking out two games, two hidden gems on that system. Two games you probably haven't played, but you should. And then one game that is part of like a major, you know, type of series, something that's that's big, everyone knows, and is just such complete crap that it should have literally tanked the whole series, but it probably didn't. Well, with mine, I'm gonna, I know it didn't. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good then. So um, each of us has a system, and what we're going to do is we're going to start with the good ones. We're going to roll through those and go back to the bad ones. We're going to do this in order that the systems were released. So basically, we're going to – I'm starting it off. So um, I have the Nintendo, the the original 8-bit NES. Now you're playing with power. Now I I was playing with power, but, you know – uh, times have changed and we've moved on from power um but, i mean the electric shock therapy did does explain why you are the way you are so it's yeah i know i know of course you shouldn't be like doing that to yourself but you were playing with power or something yeah and i was playing with neglect yeah so all right so starting off with the good games so the first one that i have is okay this one's a little interesting because it's uh, license. It's a it's a it's a big movie license. Okay. But it it came out the the first one came out but never came to the U.S. except for an arcade form. The second one came out in the U.S. So the way it looked like it was a licensed title, but it was a sequel to the movie itself. I already know what you're going to say here. I'm sure you probably do. Yep, Cindy Lauper's already in my head. Yes, and it's really Metroid upgraded because it, it, it really does a good job of really packing an adventure in there where you're going around finding stuff, it's boosting your character, but it does some really awesome things where it has, as you go, you, go, you got doors and you go in them, but it changed, the game changes to where you're in like a room setting, kind of like, a point-and-click adventure like Uninvited or something like that. Now, uh, Mike, are you are you able to uh, do the the truffle shuffle? I really am. So. Um, and I mean, I met in the game, not in real. Oh, can you do it I, in real? Yes, life? I can do the truffle shuffle in every game. Oh. Yeah. So, and then what? Another really cool thing about this is it's got two worlds basically. So kind of like Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. I don't know if that got any sort of influence from it. It had the front of the house and the back of the house. And you had to go through the front to get the back and the back to the front to complete a lot of things. So as Ben has kind of spoiled it, that game would be Goonies 2. Oh, it's Goonies 2? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually what that is what, that is what I meant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which Goonies had nothing to do with the movie either because you're like throwing bombs or dropping bombs for, to explode rats and open doors, which I don't remember that happening in the movie. But this one was just like so off of the actual movie. But if you can really look at it, it's it's really a building ground for a lot of like the 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 Metroid style going forward and the Castlevanias and stuff like that. Which actually, now I think about it, it's also by Konami. So there you go. 
Yeah, Konami released a lot of great games. Yeah, they did. That's a company that they, they got a weird history, especially like recently. Like all of a sudden they stopped doing gaming and they were only doing pink pachinko machines, and all of a sudden they went and went right back into gaming like head first. Like they yeah. bought out all the Turbo Graphics stuff. Like those little they killed off Castlevania, unfortunately. Yeah, but how long is it? Like, I mean, come on, everything eventually ends. I don't know. I don't know if Mario's ever gonna end. Well, Mario, Mario, to be fair, though, Mario is infinitely better than Castlevania, so oh. I'm okay with that. Oh, them fighting words. Sounds like sounds like we're about to have somebody cut from the show. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We just lost a connection. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, I'm going to move on to my next one, which I'm actually good, glad we have Demon Slayer on the show because he can actually explain this phenomenon a little bit better than the average person would. Okay. And also my second game that I, that I have here, um, this, I'm going to put it this way. If I never got into this game, I probably would not know you, Ben. I probably would not know the demon slayer either because this game is like, it was a big turnaround for me. Um, I probably would have never watched anime with uh, Dr. G either um, because of this. And Dr. G is probably like, oh, I think I know what it is. Um, I know this what game it is. was actually just just blew my mind when I was a kid. I was probably like, I think I was 10 years old when it came out. And, you know, the stories back then in, on Nintendo games were the princess is ca- captured. Go rescue her from the evil person. But this one was literally like, you know, there's this deadly virus. The helicopter was shot down carrying it. It was stolen. They're pinning it on you. Blah, blah. You have to go through this whole game putting the pieces together. And it's like super mature compared to like the normal NES games back then. Like people are getting like seriously shot while you're talking to them. And it's, I think, the first sex scene in any Nintendo game. Hmm. But it never caught on in the U.S., However, Demon Slayer will tell you how big it probably was in Japan. That was the first GoGo 13 game on NES. I knew that's what it was. No, you didn't. No, no, because you've talked about GoGo 13 oh, before. Yeah. I probably and I probably talked about it like on that that video I did about the K-pop and how I got into that. It all goes back to this one game because if it wasn't for that game, I would have never like started watching like I, the first first anime I saw was a GoGo 13 movie. And then, I think it was I think it was the same conversation when I, when I talked about City Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, but what was really cool is that I, I, what I loved about this game was there's just this massive crazy plot going on. And actually, I found out in the Japanese version, it's actually they're resurrecting Hitler basically. Uh, uh, but it has so many different styles. Like you're walking down the street, jump kicking, shooting guys, and then it all of a sudden changes like to first person perspective. And then changes back, and then you're in a helicopter, and then you're sniping somebody, and then you're going through a 3D maze. I mean, it's, the game is just always changing, and there's this crazy cast of characters to it. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about that game. Mm. It's it's awesome. It's really worth worth trying. It's like super hard too. Mm. So. I'm hoping that Demon Slayer is going to jump in and talk about Gogo 13 in Japan, which I, I think he probably fell asleep. Oh, no. It's just I don't really have much to say. Like, I didn't notice it. Like, 
when I was a kid growing up over there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it wasn't that like big of a phenomenon, particularly the game. I mean, the anime and the manga that like came first, right? Like, sure, it was. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like huge, but you know, it was it was big enough to be like known to most people. Like to the extent where I'd even see like salarymen on the train reading it. You Probably know, so reading was, the scenes where he's getting it on. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of it, right? Unabashedly, because, I mean, that's how they roll. So, hmm. uh, But, yeah, but the game, I mean, I didn't even know that it existed until years later. Like, it, it wasn't it, – it didn't seem to me to make that big of a splash. I think it's more the, the phenomenon there with, with Gogo 13 versus what we have here, because what we have here – we basically compare them to James Bond, which are not exactly the same. That's correct. Now, I will say this. This is maybe an interesting thing that we could talk about with regard to it, the issue here, which mm-hmm. is that I think it is emblematic of something that I've heard a lot of other gaming historians talk about, which is that Nintendo, I guess, like a lot of Japanese companies, had this idea. Like, they don't really try to understand America. Mm-hmm. And they just take this really simplistic view, which, I mean, to be fair, like, other people do that about Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, more specifically, what I'm talking about is they, they just kind of view everyone over here as, like, the Puritans. Like, if you imagine how uptight, cold the diamonds kind of the Puritans were. Yeah. Uh, and there, to be fair, there's still some people like that. But... You know, most of us don't mind some TNA, but Nintendo, like a lot of Japanese companies, thought, oh, no, no, we couldn't possibly. So they didn't do a lot of stuff. There are a lot of things that they probably could have brought over that would have been big hits, but they just completely – it didn't – it never even occurred to them. It's not even like they had a discussion in the boardroom and the executives voted it down. No, no, no. It It was probably never even discussed. Because they just it, it didn't even compute to them that oh well maybe we could sell this to the Americans. Which is funny that this one actually did make it because if you think of something like Doraemon or or Dragon Ball, I mean that would be more directed at the age group of the original Nintendo. But Gogo thirteen is the one that made it. Yeah, and that I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would like to be on a fly on a wall to to know why that was the case. I'm guess if I had to guess, mm-hmm. I would say it was probably just a legal issue. It was probably something about the licensing. It was convenient in something. Maybe like some company had the rights and they were willing to like dump them for cheap, and uh-huh. so some American distributor bought the rights for next to nothing. And it, I would guess it was probably something like that. And th- and I say that partly because that would seem to fit, but also I know for a fact that that has happened with a lot of anime. That's how a lot of like obscure ass animes ended up over here. <laughs> and you yeah. like you know like remember back in the day like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, and you'd go in like their animated section, and you'd be like, what the fuck are some of these movies? Yeah, like they weren't big anywhere. These even in Japan, these were like D-rated movies. You and, like, and then you, and you're like you're there with somebody who actually watches anime, and they're like, "Oh, they don't, I'm looking for this, and I'm looking for that," and I'm like, "Well, well, you don't like any of these? Like, I never even heard of any of those." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I I talked to people later, 
because actually uh, when I was studying intellectual property law, uh, I met a guy who represented one of the companies that would buy up licenses for foreign properties. Mm -hmm. And and he said that that was what happened back in the day, like in the 80s and 90s, kind of wild west, and companies would just willy-nilly kind of buy some license, especially if it was cheap. They just buy it for like next to nothing, like $1,000 for the rights to distribute all throughout the English-speaking world. And then they dump it. And now you got like Rhino Records and uh, Shout uh, Shout Studios, and they just go out and they just buy all these rights now that are like super duper cheap ones, like the Monkees. They buy the rights to the entire catalog for the Monkees. <laughs> well, a lot of it now is, I mean, if you look at the the whole Japan thing, it's it's they're making probably hand over foot with each one that they're getting because they could get the crappiest movie they could possibly find get the license for it bring it here and people are like oh it's from japan oh my yeah, gosh yeah exactly they're like oh oh it's anime oh i gotta get this like my, yeah. my friends they they watch it and i gotta watch it too and, and it's like it's to- it's just total shit it's like um it uh when when you see like uh americans over in like korea or probably like this in japan too they have no idea what a good looking asian girl is they just think oh she's asian she's so pretty yeah the fetishizing of the yeah 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 Yeah. but like you know when you learn that like what they look for in a girl and why to them a girl would be ugly even though you would say oh she's asian she gotta be pretty you know it's you you you, it's yeah it's the same thing just with anime or with like you know with k-pop or japanese music you know like you, you don't know what what's what so you and you want to get into it so you just automatically think well this is it so this must be good like yeah and i wonder whether that's still the case now or whether streaming has screwed it up because i know that like there, i i suspect that what you guys are saying like there may have been a period where it was like that you know like to buy up something super cheap dumping on people over here who fetishize the stuff and you know don't know any better so they're like oh yeah they eat it up but now you know a lot of properties you go straight to streaming and it's all about bulk licenses you know though some also, company will license things and then they'll sell a package to netflix of like ten thousand titles and netflix yeah. buys for one lump sum the rights to show all ten thousand titles are they really making all that much money you know well, well you're Think about who they're. Let me jump in because think about who they're marketing to. We take Japan. They're marketing to that person that's like, that that's the uh, sugoi. I want to eat oishi food with my onichan. <laughs> well, yeah, but also what I'm saying is like in this day and age, though, like I don't know that those people like would consume it through a service. I mean, a they might pirate it, right? But like if they don't pirate, they're probably gonna watch it on Netflix. Or Toonami or Crunchyroll. Everything's available now. Like, we are living in a time where everything is available to everybody. Right? So now you can actually go and get good stuff. And you can hear where good stuff is. Where it used to be, yeah, where you would just get whatever you can get a hold of. So, yeah, you end up with a lot of really shit anime. Uh, There's some, like, games that probably shouldn't have been published here where there's some <laughs> games that should have been published here and we're not yeah. you know it's it really just comes down to like just people if you don't know what the heck you're talking about but you're trying to get into something sometimes you just get some dumb stuff yeah. <laughs> all right so we, we should probably move on here 
Um, Dude, so, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying not to talk about this because we don't talk about the news, but I am watching the craziest shit on Fox News right now. They are showing them looting a liquor store. And because it's on Fox News, more people found out that liquor store is there. All of a sudden, a bunch of cars came in, and now even more people are looting it. Wow. They advertised the looting, and it worked. Sales oh. are through the roof. <laughs> Not really sales, but... Oh, All right, shoot. so... What's I lost my headphones. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's actually your time. You're up now, Ben. What'd you say? It's your, it's your turn. Yeah, sorry. I my, my my the cable came out of the headphone part and <laughs> put it back. All right, so I have the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis, mm-hmm. and I was having trouble coming up with a second title. But I was while you were talking about yours, I was on a website just looking through some titles to see if any of them like I wanted to pick something I actually played. I don't want to just pick a title just to pick a title, and it's something I actually enjoyed. Yeah. All right, so this one here is um, an arcade hit from the 80s. It's a game that up until a couple of years ago, I didn't even know that Sega made. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you are uh, a big bird, and you ch- you have all these little chicklets, and you have to lead them to the exit of the room. It's this little cute little game called Flicky. And it's not a big game. This is a game that looks pretty much the same on the Genesis as it does on the on the Master System, but it is it is very addictive. Mm, yeah. Because you want to try to get what's that? I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you're just like you're this little blue bird, and you got to get all the little chickens. You have to find them throughout the level and lead them to the exit without the cats. There's cats running around trying to eat the chickens. And you're okay. trying to make sure to think, and it's literally like it's it follow the leader where they're right on your ass. Uh-huh. So when you're jumping around the level, these the, all the chicklets that you collected, they're right on you, and it looks like a tail coming off you. When you start, when you started discussing it, I'm like, dude, when did Yoshi have a game on a Sega Master System or Sega Sega Genesis? It, I guess it's similar to that in a way. Um, I mean, yeah, no, they, these people they copied they copied each other all the time, anyways. So. Oh yeah. But no, no, actually, but Yoshi wouldn't have been around. Because Flicky came out on the Master System. Oh, Flicky's, Flicky's an old game. If so, anything, maybe Flicky might have inspired Yoshi in a way. Yeah, Yoshi would have been Yoshi's first appearance was Super Mario World. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he was he was in conception for Mario Three. They just didn't. The Nintendo didn't have the the horsepower to make it happen. Yeah. So that's my first one is Flicky. My uh-huh. second one is a is the one that I almost made a video about the history of because nobody's really covered it. It's this game called Aerobiz. I've talked about it on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a business simulator where you are the CEO of an airline. And you could pick your colors. You could pick your name. You pick your headquarters. And it is not action-packed. It's very slow-paced. But the music is amazing. Like you want to talk about songs that you're gonna get stuck in your head and find yourself like humming when you're mowing the lawn. These are those type of songs. Gotcha. And I am currently I do own a copy of it for PlayStation One. They call it Air Management. It's the Japanese version, and I can't play it because well I don't know Japanese. And uh, but I do I do rip I, I ripped it and I do listen to the tracks from it because like I said the music is just absolutely amazing for it. You just have to have uh, 
Demon Slayer will come over and, and he'll translate it all for you. Or <laughs> to tell you the truth, because it's it's such a it is such a port of the original Genesis and Super Nintendo versions. Uh-huh. I could almost play the Japanese version because I kind of know where everything is and I I know what they're gonna ask me and. Mm. I actually did try playing it. I got about 20 minutes into it, and like my head was starting to hurt. I'm like, I can't <laughs> try to remember all this shit. I can't remember it all. It's. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so that does out the Genesis. This brings us now to Demon Slayer. Yes. So uh, I'm covering Super Nintendo, and, and uh, I gotta tell you, I, I do want to say one thing about Super Nintendo really quick. Um, okay. Sorry to, to interrupt you there. Um, That's okay. But, you know, I, I've been, obviously, I've been playing some Super Nintendo recently, and I think I figured out, Super Nintendo usually is one of the people's most favorite systems. Yeah. And I, I, there's a, I think I know, they figure, really figured out the reason for this, is that during that time, it seems like they, they really focused on design to, to really be fun. Because I went back and I played, and take like games like Super Metroid, I played that. I've been playing Super Mario World. You've got Super Contra, or, or I'm sorry, Contra 3 Alien Wars. You've got yeah. um, Final Fantasy 4, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. All these games, like even today, are still fun. Yeah. Just And it's just like by the way they designed them. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, this is, I'm, I'm glad you picked this system, so. Sorry to jump in there. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I could talk for days about it, just extolling the virtues of the Super Nintendo. I, I agree. I think it's the the best console of the generation and probably the overall best package of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at least back in the day, they had the package where you get the, what was it, five games included mm-hmm. plus two controllers and you know games were cheaper the system was pretty cheap too i think it was only 200 bucks for that package even with the, the extra controller and the five games mm-hmm. and okay so, like so said, because a certain bundle was offered towards the end of the system's lifespan it is the you're saying that this makes it the greatest system ever yeah that's part of it uh you know, also, I think, and this actually relates to the what you asked me to look up for, it was kind of hard to find uh, underrated games and whatnot because it also had just such an outstanding library of games. Now, sure, probably this, like, God, like what, like 800, 900 games that came out over its lifetime? A ton mm-hmm. of them. And probably mm-hmm. there are a lot of crap ones. Well, but, there's, crap, there's crap ones in all of them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But and the thing about the also- Super Nintendo is they, they had so many excellent ones i mean ones that are even today despite the graphics are just phenomenal i go back to playing them i mean one of my all-time favorites is chrono trigger fantastic Mm -hmm. game of that era so here here is uh two two games very different types of games that i think are underrated okay Uh, it took me forever to find this i do want to mention now this would be actually super famicom for you rather than super yeah because so so yeah so what i'm expecting is like the first one, I, I don't know why you guys never played it, um, because it was just amazing. And that would be, um, of course, uh, Sori Demo, Bokuai, Yatenai, Rei, Watashi, no Nihongo ga, Totemo, Hetoda. <laughs> or, or just some some random one, you know, because I, I know you had so much, such a big library compared to what we have. 
Yeah, but that said though, like I didn't play that many uh, back then, uh, uh-huh. so I played more old when I was older, and mm-hmm. and also like of the Japanese ones, like uh-huh. I didn't really consider most of them for this list, or okay. or I consider Japanese ones that are also released here, a mm-hmm. so they because I didn't know you wanted obscure shit. I thought you wanted things to be recognizable, but also. Because most of the ones that I thought were were good were they they got cross releases or at least they're known now. Yeah. Yeah. There were some ones I played that weren't originally released here, but it's like they either got re-releases or like on ROMs. You know, they're kind of they're popular enough now that I didn't think it really qualified for underrated. Uh So that's why I've gone with some that have flown below the radar. And my first one is a Japanese series. It's the Kunio-kun series. Oh, yeah. And that one, like, a few people know. Like, it's starting to get some recognition, especially because there was on Switch. They came out with a sequel, like, finally, after, like, 20 years or something. Well, the problem is we know that series, but we don't know it because it's broken up here. See, it was, um, like, one of them, one of the Kunio games became Renegade on Nintendo, um, I think in the arcades too. One became Super Dodgeball, and then one became River City Ransom. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two was River City Ransom. Oh, so you're, least... you're, are, are you another River, River City Ransom fan? Yeah, I mean, granted, uh, I didn't know it as River City Ransom. I knew it as Kunio Kun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the same game basically, and yeah. Did you so did, I, did you did you play it on the Turbo Graphics CD? No, no, no. I played it on the Super Famicom. Okay, because it's also on TurboGrafx CD, and it's got, like, a, a CD soundtrack. And it's the same songs, but, like, in CD quality, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Definitely worth uh, checking out yeah. if you've never... I, if I you probably have wouldn't have, because, to be honest, that didn't sell... I don't think it sold anywhere really well. It definitely didn't sell very well in Japan. I, I never even knew that it, that existed until much later in life. Never yeah. even heard of it. Yeah, I would say, get, if you get a chance, download the ISO and just rip the CD tracks. Okay. It, it's the same game. It's just yeah. like the, 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 the music is that. It's like, like a guitar going. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that would be great. That's really befitting that kind of a game. Yeah. Oh, man. So the next one is a completely different type of game. It's a Front Mission Gun Hazard. It's another Japanese game, although I think it was released here, maybe. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Uh, or maybe it just got a, a translated. And this was this was released on the Super Family Computer. Yeah, I know at minimum it might have also had an English release. I don't know. Uh, but at least the the English title that I could find was Front Mission Gun Hazard, and it's part of the Front Mission series, which most of the games in the series are a, a turn-based strategy like Final Fantasy Tactics kind of thing, but with, like, mechs and tanks and helicopters and stuff like that. And this one, oddly enough, is sort of a Metroidvania style. So it's a side-scrolling, and you have a mech, and but there's, like, RPG elements, and you go around and you collect stuff. You get, like, other weapons that you can change your loadout and... Is is a very it's the only game like it that I've ever encountered even now on, on any other system. 
and it was a lot of fun to play. So, so yeah, I think that that is really underrated. I haven't heard many people talk about it. Uh, and then my third thing, the super no, bad game. No, 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 we're doing that oh, next. We're just doing right. the goods right now, and then we're going to go back and do the bads. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, those are my two underrated games for Super Nintendo or Super Famicom. So now we go to Dr. Silence. Can you hear me? I can, just, can hear you now. All right. Yeah, so, uh, all right. So my first one, the first what, one that came out. What system are you doing? PS1. There we go. That's what we needed. Because we didn't announce that yet. Okay. Yeah, so um, I checked out a ton of games. I used to rent them and uh, may or may not have copied some of them. But, uh, of course, I did buy the stuff that I really loved. But, um, so, uh, the first oh, one... Oh, so, because, so, so you, since you bought 10% of them, the other 90% that you stole, perfectly fine. I didn't necessarily <laughs> steal. I just extended the rental is all. Okay. Yes, that, that, that's bullshit. You stole them. Maybe. I'm just busting your ass to keep going. <laughs> Maybe... Sort of. Okay, so all right. So the the game that first came in my mind as an as a underdog is um, the Unholy War. Um, it's now Mike's gonna laugh, of course. He's gonna laugh at every all my choices. I'm the, sure. Un, the Unholy War. I think I'm watching that right now on TV. <laughs> it's um so it's both a like weird uh. 3D fighting game, like fighting game, but it's also a strategy game. Um, and some of the guys, uh, a lot of the company that that um, went on to go and make a very similar part of the Skylanders series, they're they're one on one fighting. Um, it's it's it uses a lot of the same basics. Uh, there's a bunch of different guys that have different strengths against different guys, and they have like this whole bunch of like tech aliens and then these like um organic you know um ones that were being invaded by the tech guys and and so you can you can do like all kinds of cool awesome very distinct you know characteristics and all this fighting stuff and also do a strategy thing as well and whether you don't have to do the strategy you can just do a fighting thing and that's really fun to just blow through with your friend I think I remember you playing that, but I don't think I actually ever played it myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a like, kind of like a dark and gritty game. Yeah, it had um, yeah, like like uh, well, no, it was it was it had that feel, it had that vibe, and like in the music and everything, and yeah, there's there's um, and it had an awesome sound. Uh, uh, I actually used some clips of sounds from it make other things and uh, you know i stole the sounds from it it specifically <laughs> so you stole the game first and then you stole the sounds yep <laughs> wow. yeah i think i actually bought a copy of it later though yeah sure okay okay so um let's see <laughs> all right so uh yeah, it had this kind of it had a slightly darker feel, mainly just because this intense, awesome music. But it had all kinds of different characters. Like, um, uh, you know, it had a bit of a goofy factor and just a little bit of it. Like, this one character was this like big rhino-like thing, and uh, one of its attacks would be like a fart attack, and like this big puff of green smoke comes out of its butt, you know. A puff it's, of it's, green smoke. 
don't yeah. know if that's worth winning any awards, but you know. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it was pretty damn cool. I actually one time at one point was was like you know surfing at one point and I saw somebody mention that game as like a really underrated game and I'm like mm. yeah I, I already agreed with that before you know but I saw that I wonder if that's the, the kind of was it was it like comedy kind of based too because it kind of sounds like clay fighter when you're talking about the fart well most of it's pretty pretty serious feeling um you know um but it's I don't know a little bit of the sound effects you have this pew pew sounds you know of their of their lasers he's got a hair he's got a hair a hair bit of comedy in there it's like like they knew it was crazy cheesy and stuff but but they they pulled it off really really well it was all these different you know strategy i had a lot of fun did they use that classic scream that they use in all those movies and (laughs) they have the applause sign that lights up in the corner (laughs) no we didn't have that no so your second one? Okay, second one. That was um, only his first? Oh, my God. Yeah. I like, zoomed out. All right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, actually, here's one that, that, uh, that Mike might actually agree with, that it was an uh, underrated hit. You know, it was it was cheesy as well in its own way, and it really went with it. Uh, Critical Depth? I don't remember the... Oh, is that, no, no, Dead in the Water. That's oh, right. yeah. yeah dead, dead in the Water. Uh, um that one, it's basically like twisted metal and boats, and it's so incredibly horribly cheesy. I love you can buy objects for your boat, like the big fuzzy dice. Is this, <laughs> I love that. And uh, and and you know you you, you do stuff and it's like ar <laughs> and 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 okay, and we joked about how bad the loading screen was. You had a loading screen for another loading screen. <laughs> and the loading was written like Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And and this game, it it was fun. It was it was goofy and it was uh wonky and it kind of didn't care because it was fun. Yeah, I remember we're like we were doing a level where we were supposed to be um killing each other, but instead we were trying to jump off of a waterfall and like avoid a train or something like that. Yeah, we made yeah we made our own little games within it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. that was a good game. Yeah, and um, now I had a huge list of other ones I could just run off, you know, like, um, I, I want to say this one just so it'd piss off Mike, because um, he would think it would belong in the whole other category, that uh, Resident Evil Survivor, the the first-person oh. shoot, shooter. I like that game. You actually liked it? Yeah, I, I do. You, I thought you joked about how dumb it was it wasn't a real Resident Evil game. No, I actually liked Resident Evil Survivor. Uh, I talked about Resident Evil 4 as in a re- real Resident Evil game because it killed the no, series. No, no, at the time, I thought I remembered you you like saying, oh, this isn't a real Resident Evil game. Well, you, know what I, you, you know what I want to play? I want to play Resident Evil Revelations. I played that for a little bit, and that seemed really good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you guys... Are we going to talk about Resident Evil? <laughs> not... That's another episode. Okay. Okay, because I, and, and I, when... I take issue with the, the RE4 thing. Do, do, do you do you do you want to be with us when we do a, a, a Resident Evil retrospective? Sure, sure. Right. I'll extol the virtues of RE4 <laughs> and how it saved gaming. Uh, and it killed the series at the same time. <laughs> that's fine. Resident Evil was kind of shite. <laughs> that's and that's what made it good. It was so I t- cheesy. I, I, I tell you what, once I beat that Co Veronica. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, Cove Veronica was kind of special. I, I like that one all right. I, I think... It, 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 it has Claire Redfield. 
So I instantly liked it because she's <laughs> yeah, she's my favorite out of that group there. And yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a Resident Evil episode now. Great. Oh, and I also have to point out real quick one that I love. That was a uh, uh, it was one that just pissed off Mike so bad. Uh, NASCAR Rumble. Racing game. Instead of having the good two for you, let's have the good fifty. Keep going. What else you got? Oh, okay. We got a Apocalypse. There's a good one with a uh, um, uh, Bruce Willis in it. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, but NASCAR one, Rumble is the one where the, where the the guy's talking is like, you know, giddy on up or something stupid, you know, like. So, the, so you know what the NASCAR Rumble. So two cars start off in the ring, and every 90 seconds another car enters the ring, and the last car remaining is the winner. It, two drives, cars uh, enter, one car has, leaves. It has nothing to do with NASCAR. They took somebody's game and they just threw the NASCAR name on it. That uh, happens so that happens so often. Yeah. If I wanted to do research, we could do a whole episode on times that's happened, but I'm not going to research that, so never mind. All right. <laughs> All right I, so I, will, now, I will. I will give it up now. I will finally let you go ahead. I will. Now we get to go to the bad list. Okay, let's go the opposite way, and let's just let's just get Doctor G out of the way. Yeah, that sounds okay. good to me. Okay. Here's one that Mike might actually agree with me. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't defend himself. <laughs> Just get it out of the way. I, yeah, okay. I grew, <laughs> up, I grew up with Mike. I don't. It doesn't phase me. Nothing phases me. All right. So uh, he will agree that okay, we got this game. We were all super psyched because it was one of our favorite games. We played a billion times. You know, we came out. We saw, I saw graphics of it ahead of time. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so dope. Twisted Metal 3. I knew it. Right when you were talking about how we were so excited about it, and I knew it was going to be Twisted Metal 3. Oh, now, man. Now, now, why did Twisted Metal 3, why did it ruin the Twisted, the twi- I'm trying to say this, Twisted Metal franchise? Okay, so Twisted Metal 2, uh, I'm a huge graphics person, but I didn't care that it doesn't look good. It was just super insanely fun. It's fast, a bunch of killing. It was just, and it did have a cheese factor. I didn't care. Uh, it, it, was, it was just a whole lot of fun. You know, you just kill, 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 run around super fast. And then there was this thing. It was like all the slow, trying to show off their cool physics. And it was just, I don't know, like like they, they were asleep, basically, when they did the games. They were like, okay, here we go. It looks nice. There we go. It's good enough. I think what killed it was a handbrake, like the way that the handbrake worked. Because I, I guess it was, it was changed from, I forget it, who they did They moved the, the controls around? Oh, that's oh no. you can't be doing that. That's no, they awful. tried to. They nine eight nine was the one that picked it up, and they wanted to do I think a little bit more realism or something into oh, it. Okay. And it just it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. So I thought you were gonna tell me like they like you know all of a sudden like they changed the controls like they did with Assassin's Creed on the thirteenth version of Assassin's Creed. Now they moved all the buttons around. I'm like. You motherfuckers. I've been playing this game for 10 years, and now you're moving all the shit around? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I think it was a... I hate to go back to Resident Evil, but Code Veronica was actually, I think, the one where they switched the run and the shoot button. Yeah, but they also (laughs) had it where the the backgrounds actually moved around and weren't, like, just static art. It was actually an actual uh, environment. (laughs) Yeah. Because like that's how they, they that's how they made the ones in Resident Evil like look nice. Is that was just a static art thing. 
like most of that area, like technically your guy was, they were just, you know, doing uh, smaller sprites and stuff to make it look like he was moving around. But like it was just a static piece of art. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, so what's the next one? The next one. Demon will be Slayer is back up again. Demon Slayer. Okay. So now With my the choice for, uh, this is really difficult because the, it was hard to come up with something that was not only just a really bad game. There are plenty of bad games. I, I know lots of bad games on Super Nintendo. But you specifically asked me to find one that I thought ruined or at least could potentially have ruined the series. And my choice is Paperboy 2. That was like the end of the series too, wasn't it? I think so. I don't think there are any Paperboys after that. And yeah, after that, they, people just stopped reading the newspaper. <laughs> Fill up Dude, the whole yeah. industry. My Paperboy is actually my go-to game when I go to that coin-op place. Yeah, so. I remember. I Paperboy one was really popular. You know, oh, yeah. I was never huge into it, but I mean, it was all right. I liked it all right. And then Paperboy two was just super fucking hard, mm-hmm. like impossibly hard. And I remember just. A, and granted, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know whether it really killed the franchise or what. I just know the people around me at the time all were not happy because, like, no one I knew could get anywhere with it. Like, no yeah. one could even beat the first level. Yeah. It was yeah, that, I think that's the one where you now had to go, like, both sides of the street. and Yes. Yeah. And then they would have just weird, weird – basically, you had bad programming. So it, not all the sprites moved at the same rate. Oh. Sometimes like you would have weird slowdown where your bike would slow way down, but then like certain other things, like some of the things you had to dodge, would go like blazingly fast. Like it would be like three frames and it would cross the screen. And mm-hmm. so it was almost like impossible to dodge it. Like it was just super awkward. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I'm sure that they can't, they revived it though with like Paperboy 64. Was there a Paperboy 64? I don't know, but I could imagine there was because you had like Excite Bike 64 and all those other ones are coming back 64. Oh, you know what yeah, it was? Mike, 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 Mike is right. There's there was Paperboy 64, and I, if I remember, they changed the formula around. It became an action game, and what happened was um, in the beginning they just showed like this cutscene where your your friend really likes your bicycle and he steals <laughs> your bike, and you go see. You have to go get it back from the Alamo. You have to go see a fortune teller who tells you to go to the Alamo. You did play this. You did play this. It's in the basement. It's in the basement of the Alamo. The whole, the last stage, you're in the basement of the Alamo fighting uh, the bike. And if you beat the bike, you win it back. It's it's really weird. Did you ever unlock the secret area in that game where you had to go and tell them that Large Barge sent you? That's actually the code to get to the last level if you <laughs> wanted to like skip the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. There we go. <laughs> so I think you're up, Ben. I am up. Okay, so imagine you are playing this great game that came with your system. It's this great game, and you get to this one level where you're playing pinball pretty much. And you're saying, wow, this is a really, really fun level. This might be my my favorite level in the entire game. And somebody over at Sega gets the idea of releasing an entire game that is nothing but playing pinball. Sonic Pinball. Yes. Sonic Spinball is 
Yeah. Uh, it doesn't need to exist. It really does not need to exist. They had to release it because I guess after Sonic 2, Sonic 3 was taking too long to come out and they wanted something out for Christmas. So they took a level from Sonic 2. Actually, it was from Sonic 2 to levels from, but they the levels from Sonic 2 and they go and they release Sonic Spinball. And I remember when I first rented it and I put it in and thinking, well, I know what the cover says, but this isn't going to be a fucking pinball game. This is like, it's just going to be a little bit more pinball than your average Sonic game. Nope. It's a, it's a pinball game. <laughs> With Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Not a horrible pinball game, but if you pinball games are a dime a dozen. If you want a really good pinball game, pinball for Nintendo is actually phenomenal. <laughs> actually, if you want to play good pinball, you play Turbo Graphics. That's where all the good pinball games are. But, uh, or actually go to Pinball Machine. Or you can get one of the they got the ones for a computer. You got pinball yeah. pinball dreams now, where you can get it for free, and you can play Star Wars tables for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that, let's say Sonic Spinball is uh, and it I I think if Sonic Three wasn't as good as it was, Sonic Spinball would have been the thing that would have been responsible for killing off the entire uh, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But Luckily, Sonic 3 didn't suck. So, yeah. All right, so that brings it finally down to me. For the Nintendo Entertainment System. For the Nintendo Entertainment System. I would say that this game would have literally tanked the series if it wasn't for the fact that it came out at the end, the very end of the Nintendo lifetime. And let me put this into perspective. This is, again, why I'm glad Demon Slayer is on the show because he can really stress why this is bad this game came out in north america it didn't come out in europe at all it it was it was going to come out in japan under a a completely different name than the actual series but it was canceled and you know if a game is canceled in japan it's not good because they get a bunch of, for every one game that's good, they get like 20 games that are complete crap. Mm. So, and I must say, if it wasn't for Super Nintendo, and if it wasn't for the third game in the series that came after this, you would ask people, what is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start, and they wouldn't know. You didn't like Super Contra? Me neither. Super, because Contra Alien Wars is great. Um, mine was on Nintendo called Contra Force. Oh, you're talking about Contra Force. I think it's about Super C. No, Contra Force. Okay, like Super C, I wasn't huge on that either. I thought like I just like the original Contra. That's about it. <laughs> well, Contra Force. Now, Contra Force. The problem, Contra Force wasn't supposed to be a Contra game. That was a completely different game. Yeah, but it got the Contra Force name. Yeah, because they had them. They had to sell it to suckers like you. Exactly. So, <laughs> so here's the problem with ContraForce. There, there's 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 a twofold problem, and and I hate that Castlevania really did this as well too. So Konami are very evil people. They they are good at going through their games and saying, okay, so the average person will be at this location when they start their jump. So they're going to be at this specific height. Um, on this specific frame of the jump. So what we're going to do is we're going to put an un, 
uh, dodgeable enemy at that's going to be at that exact location at that specific time. So once they try to attack it, the percentage of actually hitting it is about 5% so that they'll instantly die. Contraforce is plagued with that. I mean, there's one point we have to go up an elevator and there's a guy shooting above you that you can't even get to shooting um, homing rockets at you. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and on top of that, I mean, it, it seems like it's cool because it's got like four different characters you can choose from and they all have different weapons that you can max out. But you kill an enemy, they're slow down. You move around the screen, they're slow down. You pick something up, they're slow down. You stand in place and do nothing, they're slow down. It's also like Double it's, Dragon on the Genesis. Oh, it's, it's, it's plagued with it. And I don't know whose idea it was. They're like, hmm, so the last level you have to go up some stairs, but if you shoot them, they blow up. Who does this? You blow who, up the stairs? You, who does uh, Yes, um, the contractor came by and he installed the stairs. Good, good. Did he install the explosives in them? I don't believe so. Go ahead and shoot the stairs. Boom. Perfect. I'm glad my stairs blew up by just a bullet. It doesn't make any sense. And it's annoying because it puts you through one of these, like, you have to go now the side route that you have to do all these super special jumps while people are shooting at you. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah, I heard bad things about that game. So, but that doesn't. But Alien Wars saved it, the Contra series. Hard Corpse is pretty good, and then Contra went back to pumping out crap after that. I think anyway. And you can get all of it right now with the with Konami's Contra collection, which I bought, and all I play on it is the Japanese version of the NES game because that's the one that has uh, the, the extra graphic effects. Yeah, that, you have to unlock that one. Uh no, you just when you buy the game, you just have to get the the you got to let them update the uh, to the newest version of it. Ah uh, okay. It's like version one point three or something has the uh, the Japanese versions of the games. Hmm. And then also the same with Castlevania Collection. And that one you get the extra sound channels in Castlevania three. Nice. Where the music doesn't sound like something's missing. <laughs> My favorite song is the Clock Tower song. It's like... It's like crazy. And you just imagine like when they're composing it, like actually having to do all that on the on the keyboard. And It's funny because it, you it, what you just mentioned is funny because I was thinking that over topics that we could talk about. And one of my things was that I thought about was repeated type of levels in games that should not exist because they're so bad. Mine would have been the, the clock tower levels in Castlevania games. Yeah, like the clock, because it sucks because you go all the way up and then you, the next stage you're going right down the same level you just went up. I understand, like, yeah, that's, that seems like a big waste of time, but the song is, mm-hmm. it's just my favorite song in that whole game. It's just... One thing that they always screw up the clock towers, they always put the Medusa head in the clock towers, and you have to keep moving in them. And if, so if you if you get hit, then you're you're basically starting over because then you get frozen on a, on one of the gears that slides you down to another gear that slides you down to another one that makes you fall all the way to the beginning or the the start of the level again. That well, here's a, here, here's a hint with the Medusa heads. If you know the Medusa heads are around, 
guaranteed there's a stopwatch around too. There's always a stopwatch in the screens where the Medusa heads show up. You just have to find it. Mm. And that's because that's the best weapon to use on them. That's why Konami, if they're so good at this, all the games, the weapon that you need to defeat whatever enemy you're going to face, it's mm. around there somewhere. You just got to find it. And hopefully you don't go and get it where they get you with the wrong weapon sometimes. Like, oh, it'd be really cool if I had some uh, if I if I had some uh, holy water. Ah, oh, shit, I just got the knife. Yeah. You know, it's or like, oh. Or you have it and you get too close to the uh, the candle and, and and it drops the one that you don't need and then your good one's gone. Yeah, that's like when like, the later games where they have it where if you grab a new power-up, your old power-up, you know, he, he poops out his butt and then you can just pick it up again. Yeah. That's our, our, guests, our guests are so quiet. It's like they're not even there. Chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Millions I, of people are listening to us right now. No, maybe someday in the far, far future. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, nobody. So, uh, <laughs> so um, actually, I was going to say uh, what, one subject for another time I, I know uh, would probably be a good one. I mean, I think maybe you did this already, but um, – Games that were really awesome, but so incredibly stressful that it almost makes them horrible. I think we did that already. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did something like that. Well, one of the topics we're talking about, um, just so like we're not always doing gaming, is I, I brought this up with Mike. I don't know if you guys would be interested in being part of this. An episode on basically scamming in a way. Times when, when you got away with something or when somebody got something out over on you. Kind of like selling you a 3DS. That's in good condition. Yeah, what well, kind of brought what brought the idea to my head was what happened with you. And I'm like, yeah, like well, but there's times when like you know, I mean, well, I don't want to go into it and like and ruin what the show would be about. But that was an idea that I had because there's times when I felt like I've gotten away with stuff, and there's time, and then there's times when I when people fucked me over. <laughs> so just like Mike just got screwed over with his 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Who was that? Yeah, sure. I didn't catch who it was. Oh, oh, that's uh, the Demon Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll do that for next week. Yeah. Oh, man. This is the creep. We live in this crazy time. People are going to hear this two weeks from now. They're going to be like, what is, it, what is he talking about? That's like so over now. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what else is over? The show. 